So what do we think the over under of pool beers Steven is knees deep in right now? Steven is much more of a lightweight than you think. I personally he's he was totally talking himself up. Like I believe he'll be drunk. He's I'm sure he's drunk right now, but I just don't believe that he just doesn't have the mental capacity to handle like six beers. It's all men it's all mental with him. I just He's Macafron, you know, like there it is. He's Macafron. <laughs> so, are we talking about right now or like tonight? Yeah, as as we record this right now, how how deep do you think he is, and then how deep do we think he will get? All right, right now he's probably he's probably three deep right now because he doesn't a he doesn't know how to pace himself. There's no way. True, and I think. He'll hit four by the end of the night, and he'll just be like, Kate, I can't do it anymore. Kate, you're going to have to drive home. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> that's, yeah. Sounds about right. I think that sounds about right. Did he tell you his big old mistake he made for the uh, Barbie Oppenheimer uh, double feature tickets that he bought? No. So he didn't realize. So they're going on a Tuesday because it's $5 movie Tuesdays. Uh, at his theater and everything, but he didn't realize Oppenheimer is a three-hour movie. <laughs> so they're going to Barbie at like five thirty. It's about a two-hour, give or take, movie. Oh, man. Then they're going to a a quick little no free ads Chick Fil A dinner, and then his Oppenheimer uh, movie theater time is nine o'clock. He's going to be getting out of watching the atomic bomb go off at midnight on a Tuesday. Going up on a Tuesday. I was like, bro, you are going to be wide awake in your bed, like just like thinking of the most ridiculous stuff ever (laughs) because you're going to watch the atomic bomb created by Christopher Nolan just explode in your face with your girlfriend (laughs) at midnight. You know, I've heard Steven say some stupid stuff. But I just don't think he really... He doesn't think things through a lot of times. That's kind of what I notice with him. And I love him like a brother. He's great. He but is he the does, riff god. He does not think things through at all. At all. Which no is way. what makes him him. That That's very true. He's... um. I tell you what, like going to that baseball game with him on Monday, he went from completely subdued, which I was shocked, to just like over the t- like over the top. Like I remember, we were up one nothing, and Drew Smith comes in, and. He, he relieves. I think. I think. I think he was the first reliever in after Verlander left the game. He gives up a two a two run home run. I mean, he threw this fastball right down the middle, and this thing wasn't even a fly ball. It was a line drive to basically dead center. And Stephen, out of nowhere, just screams, 
what else is new? <laughs> and the women in front of us just turn around and look right at us. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm just like so embarrassed. I'm I like, don't know him. I was I looked, that's literally what I said. I was like, I have no idea who he is. And I looked and I was like, I look, I literally looked at him. I was like, fuck dude, you're not even drinking. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? that's incredible we were both sober the whole time that's amazing (laughs) it's something that's it's something stephen mcavoy ladies and gentlemen stephen mcavoy he's our baby he's our baby baby. he's In the words of our baby, Stephen McAvoy, welcome on in, folks, to the Get in the Hole podcast presented by Wasted Wedge. It's KB and Ben. Steve is drunk on an island like he's Jimmy Buffett, and by island, I mean a swimming pool uh, as he celebrates no work for the next two days. He may be joining us, maybe, just maybe, uh, but you'll see that if you're listening or watching. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, no. It, that's the best part. We're not live, so if it's bad, it'll just get cut. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Stephen McApool <laughs> would be a great addition to his nicknames, though. I hope he shows up shirtless, then. <laughs> <laughs> On his Harry Higgs grind. Oh, God, <laughs> oh my God. I still have I still have the picture of him shirtless. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, God. This is I, the... I really wanted to post it, but I just could never do that to him. I just... I, I think... I think my roasting ability has gotten pretty good and I don't know why, but I feel like it's gotten to like a pretty solid level. I I don't want to roast him that bad though. (laughs) I don't want to roast him that bad. (laughs) (laughs) We love to see it. This is the get in the whole podcast. Uh, The official uh, Ricky Fowler stand podcast across the board. Um, It is brought to you by wasted wedge our presenting sponsor, uh, and I'm sure Ricky Fowler could have used a couple of wasted wedges after his victory yesterday. Uh, And I want to tell you guys about a brand new way to drink shots with your friends and family when you're playing golf or off the course. You could be in a pool with Stephen McApool and using a wasted wedge. Uh, They are the best in the game. Think your traditional shot ski, but make it way easier to carry around. Folds up, can fit in the side pocket of your golf bag. You'll be the talk of the pool party, your golf outing, just a party in general, the beach, whatever it may be, bring a Wasted Wedge. You will be the savior of your event uh, because it's easy to clean. It's all plastic cups, and like I said, it compacts down into a foldable bag, and it's easy to bring around. Uh, It's going to change the way you enjoy celebrating drinking on and off the course, and you can check out their full lineup of Wasted Wedges and merchandise at WastedWedge.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Wasted Wedge. Remember the name, WastedWedge.com. Ben, it finally happened after 1,610 long days. Super Bowl Sunday 2019 was the last time it happened. 
It finally happened. Ricky Fowler is a champion once again. He wins the Rocket Mortgage Classic in a playoff, no less. Goes minus 25, including the playoff, to win it. And uh, Ricky's on top of the world once again. As uh, I feel like collectively, the hardcore and casual golf world celebrated in tandem because you can love Ricky Fowler no matter how much of a golf fan you are or aren't. He's just a likable dude. And I think dating back to, you know, when he went pro when I was in high school, he was the guy that was like, oh, he's making golf cool because he wears neon colors and wears fitted hats on the golf course. That's different. I think Ricky Fowler, like, in a in an essence from in golf terms, like, revolutionized, like, that era of, like, Allen Iverson basketball where it was, like, cool to wear the shooting sleeve, cool to have tattoos. Ricky made it cool to wear a fitted hat on the course, neon colors, and to see him win again, I think everybody was just beyond excited for Ricky. Yeah, it was an incredible week. I mean, he had a fantastic third round, and he took sole possession of the lead after round three. And I just, I just, I, I just had a feeling he was going to win. And he's been so close. He's played so well all year. He's been really like the model of consistency. Which, considering he actually last year, if it wasn't for Liv, he wouldn't have even made the FedEx Cup playoffs if it wasn't for Liv, for those guys not competing. And to go from that, to go back to your old swing coach, he has done a remarkable job. Golf, Ricky, when Ricky's playing well, there are always going to be more eyeballs on golf. They're, they're, the ratings are always going to be a little bit higher. He's not obviously he doesn't have he doesn't have the draw of a Tiger Woods, right? But Ricky Fowler makes golf cool, and I think what makes it so cool is that you know he has like this persona almost with how he dresses um, and the motocross background of like almost being like an edgy guy with like a little bit of an attitude. But when you watch him, he's as chill as ever. He's such a gentleman. He is well, he is the ultimate good guy. I mean, he's an, just an awesome human being. And it was so awesome. Like I like I I start when I was I was I saw part of the interview on Instagram when he was holding his daughter, and I think his wife was there in the shot. And there's nothing better than celebrating a win with family and hearing what he said about how this is what it's about. Like, yeah, I want a golf tournament. Basically he was like, yeah, I want a golf tournament, but I'm here with my, with my daughter and my wife. That's, that's what it's, that's, that's what this is about. And there's nothing better than that. He seems to be an incredible husband, an incredible father. And it's just one for the good guys. He's he's incredible. So I, I he's you'll never hear a bad thing said about Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I mean, so, and if anybody has something bad to say about him, that person needs to look in the mirror. And they're banned from this podcast. Oh, for sure, absolutely. I mean, to think that Ricky hasn't won an event since 2019, like that was like 
the last time the Patriots were actually good at football. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Avengers Endgame came out that year in the movie theater. Uh, We had no idea the impending worldwide doom that was coming to us the following year. Um, Yeah. So much stuff has happened in a four-year span that, like, you look at Ricky and, like, the the iconic photo that's now our Twitter banner of, you know, all the the golfers and their wives, you know, kissing at the Ryder Cup, and Ricky's just chilling because he didn't have anybody. Now he's married, has a kid. Like, Ricky's grown up on the golf course in front of us before we even like realized it and that's the craziest part too and like you said he's one of the good guys and like golf is better when ricky fowler's good yeah oh absolutely and he's also he's he's also just made it cool for the younger generation because i remember the first time i was ever on the podcast golf was never viewed as a cool thing you were pretty much like an outcast or a nerd and ricky just Ricky really made it cool and he just still continues to make it cool even though he's in his 30s and he's a dad you know he's like he's such just a cool like you just look at him you're like that is a cool dude that is that's the type of guy I would just love to go just party with or even have a beer with like he's just just a solid dude and I'm so proud of him I really am. And I like it takes a lot for me to like really compliment somebody, you know, like I'm so freaking proud of him. He's and I mean, to do it in the way he did it too, like unbelievable third round to like hit that shot on 18 when he's down a stroke. Yeah. Colin has like an unbelievable Sunday to put himself in the position for the playoff. Mm -hmm. And then Ricky just ice in his veins, puts it three feet away from the hole yeah. to get into the playoff is just like he he had like the dog in him meme. Like Ricky had that dog in him that he was just not going to let anybody take away this this event from him because this, this was the one we said it last week. Like he knew like this was the one that was for him, like to win, to put himself back out there and put the golf world on notice that like, Ricky Fowler's still here. He's not going anywhere. And I am the comeback player of the year. I can still win at this level. And I'm here to stay. A hundred percent. And I think it's it's pretty crazy. I, it dawned on me while I was eating dinner. I was like, because he did he did have sole possession solo possession of the lead, correct? Yeah, going into yeah. Sunday, he had sole possession of first place. He the knock on Ricky was for a while because I remember at the haunt he won at the Honda and then I believe then in 2019 he won the waste management yep and those final rounds a lot transpired but I believe he had kind of a decent sized lead and people in the golf world were kind of saying well he's not really like the most clutch guy and he yeah, he won the Honda after leading, but it was a big lead and it was a sloppy round and it was kind of like the same thing. Like, It's so stupid for people to even say that. A win is a win. You win on the PGA Tour, it's a win. And he's leading by one going into Sunday. He's one down going into 18. He stuffs it in there to three feet and then he buries a birdie putt in the playoff to win. 
I mean, that's a guy that that is that's that's called being clutch. Yep. And I think he also answered a lot of people who maybe thought he wasn't clutch or maybe thought he might just like coast to a win if he had a big lead after the third round. He was up against it the whole day. And Colin played great. It was great to see him playing well because he he hasn't fallen off, but he hasn't really been in that position in a while. For Ricky to answer the bell like that, that just shows that, A, he's the comeback player of the year. B, he's a hell of a lot more mentally tough than people give him credit for. And C, he is a friggin' genius for going back to his old coach. Mm-hmm. So... I don't ever want to hear someone say Ricky Fowler isn't clutch ever again. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't even that he was fighting off Colin. He was fighting off Adam Hadwin, too. Like, it was That's, a three-man yeah. playoff. That's exactly, yeah. It's it's insane. Um, hey, one for the good guys. Good for him. I hope he soaks us up. Um, what a guy. Good for him. And... I do have to bring this up because a lot of people were talking about it. I was even like, how do you do this? I know there was the weather issues in Detroit, so things got bumped up and everything. The fact that everything yesterday was on like a tape delay effectively, and we didn't get live coverage until 3 o'clock because of the switch-ups, and the featured groups on ESPN Plus did not feature the guy who's in first place going into Sunday. Like, I have never seen a more jumbled and fumbled bag of live rights to a sport in my life than what we witnessed on Sunday with the PGA Tour across the board, whether it was Golf Channel, ESPN, you know, having to go into the CBS Sports app to watch Ricky Fowler play. Like, that is just like such organizational malpractice and Steven and I were, were talking to each other on the phone because we both had our, our Ricky Fowler bet. We were sweating it out and following along on Twitter yeah. of all places while Twitter was like burning around everybody. And I was like, just wait until live gives us like CW plus and we get another streaming platform thrown into the mix with, with golf live rights and everything. Um, but I mean, the fact that, one of the good one of the overall like 99.9% of people who love Ricky Fowler which is like everyone on earth couldn't watch what he was doing and on his way to winning for the first time in a a presidential term is just such bad practice by the PGA Tour it was ridiculous like i don't know i'm sure you remember when tiger won the masters in 2019 i think it was it was a similar thing where they were afraid bad weather was coming. And so they had the tea times moved up and everything, but it was all covered from what I remember. I was watching it in my dorm room and to not have, I'm not going to say that they didn't have a backup plan, but it, that's basically what it looked like. It just seemed like they were scrambling because they were so unprepared, which is a horrible look. Um, honestly, like, it's one, to be honest, a moment like that and like how he won it and in the playoff and everything, if, 
if in a perfect world, I would have just liked to have been there in person, obviously. Mm -hmm. Anybody would have. But the fact that we couldn't even really see it, like really see the whole thing and how it transpired was just pretty pathetic. It was pretty pathetic. I hope Full Swing was there, so that way we'll eventually see it on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) they were for sure there. Are you kidding? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, they got there. They got their hands full. The Ricky, the Ricky installment of Full Swing season two is going to be Chef's Kiss. Oh my god! Can't wait for that. Cannot wait. Um, so on here, you know, obviously Ricky wins. Can he keep winning? Can Ricky find himself? You know, continue to be in the mix. Can he win another event this year? Obviously, you know, it felt like this was like this past weekend was like. Ricky had been building to this, like had been in the mix in so many events this year, came just close to winning a few and, and just kind of fell off in the final days, but then gets to the mountaintop uh, at the Rocket Mortgage Classic this weekend. Can he keep this going? Can he keep this momentum pushing forward through the tail end of this season and potentially win another event, you know, add another trophy to the trophy case? Can he keep this pace up? Yes, ab- absolutely he can. Because like you said, the, the momentum has just been building literally since the very first fall event of the year. I mean, he's, he started, he was playing well instantly. And now the momentum is at its highest because he just won. And so you have this like gradual buildup, right? I'm not saying like, you know, it's golf. We never really know what's going to happen. That's kind of the beauty of the game. Like you can do everything you can to prepare and it just sometimes it doesn't work out. But when you're riding momentum, that's like, that's how sport, that's just how sports in general is. Momentum is such a key factor. Like that's why teams that focus so heavily on analytics mm-hmm. end up not winning championships because they don't, those teams don't understand the value of momentum. Like the numbers say this, Oh, well, we're just going to pull Blake Snell in the World Series and because the numbers say this. Do you really think they lose that game? Blake Snell had all the momentum in the world. They would not have lost that game. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. It's no different from golf. The mom- he's at such a high right now. And when a professional golfer is at a high like that, he's the most dangerous guy in the field. By see Scotty Scheffler since exactly like or April of last year. Exactly. Or Tiger. Or when Brooks was in his heyday, or when Dustin Johnson was on the PGA Tour in his heyday, momentum is a real thing. Or even and see you, Taylor Gooch on the Live Tour right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's regardless of what it is, it's all it, a lot of it's momentum. It's confidence. Winning breeds momentum, and it breeds and it breeds confidence. Ricky is sky high with both of the with both of those things. He'll. I've never gambled on sports before, and as a professional golfer, I don't even know if I'm allowed to gamble on golf because I never have. Because you know, like the NFL, like the players can't right. gamble the NFL, which is so stupid. But anyway, it's so stupid. If I'm allowed to gamble on on professional golf, I might just throw a bet down for Ricky Fowler winning again this year. I don't hate it. I don't we hate are- it. Either. We are officially hashtag Team Ricky. Oh, for, we are Team. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Like, this is the open invite to Ricky Fowler to come on the podcast. 
yes. we're in that age demo of Ricky. So like, come through, man. Like, open invite whenever, whenever Ricky Fowler wants to come on this show, he has an open invite and an open microphone. I'll try to DM him. Probably won't work, but whatever. Hey, or the anything. Shop. We will we will do whatever it takes to get Ricky Fowler on this podcast. Oh my god, absolutely! I told Steve because I was we were talking about it last week and like thinking of like potential like getting the whole podcast like Hall of Fame. Ricky Fowler's like first ballot now. Oh, absolutely! After you- this week, especially. Oh, absolutely, dude! We've been riding the Ricky train all year, all year. He's just he's just cashing check after cashing check after cashing check. He's just making us look like geniuses. That's really, he's really, that's what he's doing. You make us look like geniuses, you're on our Hall of Fame. Plus that celebration he hit yesterday when he sunk that putt was all-time steez. Like, to just, just impeccable. Well, you know what? It's so funny. Like, I was talking to my mom about it over dinner tonight. And I was like, I was like, I loved what he did. And it, first of all, it, that's like such a Ricky move. Like mm-hmm. it, he doesn't really like show a lot of like reaction. You know, he doesn't have his reactions aren't like too intense, good or bad. But I, I equated it to like, like a baseball player's walk-up song. Yes. You don't see a baseball player like running to home, running to the batter's box, right? They are like Bryce Harper for his walk-up song. Oh. It's just like a gradual and they're just, He's just walking up there and he's just soaking it in. And that's actually what I talk about with my mental, with my mental coach before I hit the shot, you're walking into the shot and doing your routine. You're soaking up everything because you're the show and you're about to put on a show for everybody else. He just stood there after he made that putt and he was just soaking it in and it was awesome. That was honestly it was that, like the golf equivalent to a bat flip. Almost. I was, yeah, I was just about to say it was like a bat flip in golf. It was so great. Like, yeah, swagger personified. Absolutely. Is what that was. Oh, absolutely. Like you look up swagger in the dictionary. It's going to say, see Ricky Fowler's game, like match winning putt at the rocket mortgage classic 2023. Yeah. Like it was just swagger confidence, like a hint of like, cocky arrogance too because he knew oh, yeah. like it was going in it was just like i i just did that yeah like, i did that that's what it it exempted and it was just awesome like that's just awesome. such a like ultimate cool guy shit oh my gosh but it's but the thing is it's not like he was even putting on a show that's just a hundred percent who he is that, Which and that makes it that much better that, it, it's so authentic and that just makes it the best Yes, hundred percent agree. Like, there's, there's literally no one else. Maybe Tiger, maybe because like I, rem- like Tiger's done things where like I remember it might have been the 2019 Presidents Cup, and it might have, and maybe it was against like Abraham Answer. I don't remember who it was. He had a putt to beat him in in one of the matches. The putt was like four or five feet away from the hole. He takes his hat off and just goes over to answer like this. And everybody, just everybody knew it was going in. Like, and it, even answered, I think it was Abraham answer. He goes over there. I, I think it was him. It was so, so good. Funny. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. Um, 
so Ricky keeps winning, and obviously this win like puts him on the map. He moves into the top twelve in the official World Golf Rankings, um, and he started this season at one hundred and eighty fifth. Talk about the climb! Shout out to Miley Cyrus to go from <laughs> one eighty five to twelve. That was insane, like unbelievable. Insane. This has to make him a lock for the Ryder Cup, right? Yes. I don't know what the points list is, but yeah. Like, we, we've got to see Ricky in the Ryder Cup. Like, it it would be the next installment to what will be one of the greatest comeback player of the year stories I think we've seen in golf in a long time. Oh, 100%. I think so. I mean, look, he's easily the come. He's, he's got comeback player of the year locked up. There's no question about that. Um, I definitely, he's got to be. Like if he's not, that's just criminal, you know. Like yeah. that's just like that's 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 criminal. He's definitely got to be there. Um, so this isn't the first time that Ricky's putter has won an event. Uh, this new Odyssey putter, Ben, um, the Versa Jailbird has three straight wins on tour. Wyndham Clark at the U.S. Open, Keegan Bradley at the Travelers, and then Ricky at the Rocket Mortgage. In your perspective as, you know, a, a club savant being the, the professional you are, what do you think it is about this putter? And it's a brand new putter pretty much. Like mm -hmm. it hit the market brand new pretty much. What do you think it is about this putter that is finding so much success right now on tour? Okay, real quick, I was right. It was Abraham Answer. So nice. just There it is. Out. Ben knows ball. I know, guys, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Come on. <laughs> Just because I don't really watch professional golf, trust me, I still know. I, he knows I, professional. I still golf. know. My, I still know my shit. Okay, there it um, is. But look, I've never. I haven't used an Odyssey putter since I was probably like fourteen years old. So I am not too familiar with this brand of putter. I use the title Scotty Cameron. Whatever. The thing to understand with putting is that it's. Everything in golf is mental, okay? Everything, and including equipment. So if you look down at a driver, an iron, wedge, putter, whatever, if you look down and you're just like, I don't really, I don't like how it looks, you're probably not going to hit it well and you're probably not going to put it in your bag. So there's obviously something with this putter that guys like. It's, it looks like a little bit of a longer putter, more of a mallet type. It's not this, it's not a, like more of a blade, like with a skinny, the skinny head. It's more, it looks more like a mallet, which is more square. Um, from what I've seen on TV, it's all just like a feel thing. I don't think there's not, these guys are professional athletes. They can make anything work for them because they're that good. They're professional golfers. I personally believe though, it's not so much about the putter, it's just that these are the guys that are putting really well right now, and that's the putter that they're using, if that makes sense. Totally. Because, like I said, like putting, it's just it's a lot of like – it's a big like comfort thing. You want to look down at it. You want to be like, yeah, I feel really good about this putter. Like I feel really good about like how it looks and everything. It's, it's not so much the putter. It's more just – it's really the putty. It's the person who's hitting the shot. So, 
Yeah. Do you think from like even everything you just said from the success we've seen of these last three winners on tour now, three consecutive winners using this putter, do you think that could start a trend potentially of guys being like, hey, I'm kind of, you know, out of my game putting a little bit. This putter seems to be working for guys. Let me give it a go and see if it works for me. You, Yeah, I think you might see that. It just really depends. It's it, So I'm going to drop like a little bit of knowledge on you real quick. So because players are – most players – have contracts with club companies, okay? So some of them have 13 club contracts. Some of them have 11 club, 12 club. Some of them literally only have bag and driver contracts. So it really just depends on what who you're with and what your contract is. So if someone might not be under contract for a putter or with a company, or let's say, like if they're in if they're with say a company, but they only have to use 12 clubs and like the putters, one of them that they don't, that they're not under contract for technically, like they can jump and try to use that odyssey. If they're like, say like a ping guy or a PXG guy. So it's definitely possible because everybody wants what's going to give them like the best competitive edge. It just, that pool of players might be a little bit smaller than one might think just because a lot of it has to do with contracts and what you're obligated to use on a just pure guesstimation front how many more guys do we think we see on tour this season win with this putter can i look up and see how many more events there are yeah okay because i don't even know how many i i I don't want to just say something. St- I was setting the the guesstimation line at like maybe two. Let's see. Um, John Deere, Barbasol, Genesis, Scottish Open, Barracuda, the Open. That's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One max. That's my guess. Yeah, I was going to say one to two. Yeah. There's 10 more events. Um, The issue is three of those are actually – three of those are playoff events, so you're limited as to how many guys can get in. Um, And then one of them is a major, which is the Open. So that's another one where there's a limited – like not a limited field, but – you have to have a certain ranking to get in, right? Mm-hmm. So really, for everybody that's playing, there's effectively like, six events. Essentially, there's six events, right? Where it's like you have more. Yeah. So I would say, um, because of that, I would say one max. Yeah. How much? How much of a bump in sales do you think Odyssey is experiencing? Other right role, dude. You know what's crazy? Um, it's so. When, when you have, as like a company, as a club company, when you have someone winning with your stuff and when they're high profile, like Ricky is, your sales instantly go up. Mm -hmm. I remember this was a long time ago. um, Zach Johnson, he, I believe it was the Valera Texas Open. 
in San Antonio. And I believe he was first in the field in ball striking. He last in the field in putting. It was the only time in stroking putting. That was the only time that it ever happened to him. And for that one week where I believe he was last in the field in ball striking, he changed putters because he had always used a Seymour putter. Um, I believe that they're only a putting, like a putter company. I don't think they make anything else. If they do, no one, I don't know anybody that uses like any of their stuff. Um, one of the instructors at Bender's, at Bender's was like, dude, him putting that Scotty Cameron in the bag, like, must have just tanked Seymour. Like, it just had to have, because like, that's, he was always known for like this, uh, really odd looking putter that's like that has a it's just straight up and down and he always had like it was almost like he had like a little he was like adding a little bit of loft to it at a dress almost or it was like perfectly like square like not adding any loft it like no forward press that it was always like such an odd looking setup and putter to use that that's kind of what he was known for as far as equipment goes and for him not to be using it, guys were like, oh, they're definitely taking a hit. There's just for that one week. And then, and then he put it so poorly with the other one, he just put it back in the bag. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, trust me, like that's one of the reasons why Nike got out of the, like the club making business, I believe mm -hmm. was because yeah, they had Rory and Brooks and, all the, I think they had Brooks at the time. They had like these younger guys like Nick Watney and Kyle Stanley. I believe that's who they had at the time. But Tiger wasn't playing. Tiger was hurt. He'd had all the back surgeries. And they're just like, well, Tiger's not playing. And our clubs actually really aren't the best because they weren't. So we're just not going to make golf clubs anymore. We're just going to stick to apparel. That's what we're going to do. That's what happens. So you have a guy and he's playing great. Your sales are going to go through the roof. If that guy leaves you, good luck. So it's a lot of it's it's a big marketing thing, is what it is. Would love to have somebody from Odyssey on too. One, explain this putter since it is so new. Yeah, absolutely. And just talk about like how they've skyrocketed more than likely in sales because of three straight wins on tour. Oh my gosh, that would be sick. Are you kidding? Oh. I mean, if Odyssey wants to, you know, sponsor us, wants to sponsor Benny Boy, like we're we're open to negotiations. I'm not going to let my man Ben be taken advantage of, but I will be at the table with Ben to make sure he gets a fair deal. <laughs> Get ready for some intense conversations, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My sister wants to be my agent, and I'm just like, oh, God, I can't imagine. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I think the last thing you want to do is deal with a woman who worked on Wall Street for all those years. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> that's somebody you want in your corner. Like, all right, we'll give him whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want you want you want a couple Jaguars? Yeah, we'll get you some cars too, Ben. Yeah, even though we don't all take the putters, take them all. Take take the mechanics for it. Take uh, the blueprints. Okay, yeah. Oh, dude, do you want like a private jet too? Uh huh. Yeah, we can. You can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Your sister, your sister scares the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Um, 
Shout out to Ricky. No free shout outs. Shout out to Odyssey for three straight wins. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Who would have thunk, you know, Odyssey would have more uh, wins on tour this year than any golfer? I don't think that that's ever, I don't think, I can't think of a time, any club, mind you, that's done something like that. Having consecutive success. Boom, boom, boom. No, I, I can't think of anything. And it's three totally different styles of golfer, too. 100%. Absolutely. Like, Wyndham Clark, Keegan Bradley, and Ricky Fowler, like, you don't typically group them together as, like, no. in the same pocket of golfer prototype. No way. No way. Yeah, here they are having success with the same club. Keegan's all the way up here, and Ricky's, like, down here. First of all, those three guys are completely different. I'm sure he may – yeah, I'm sure, like, their games have some sort of similarity, but – yeah, it was ins- it's insane. I'm like, Jesus, wow. Wild stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to give you a word from one of our sponsors on the audio version of the pod, but we'll be back talking uh, PGA Tour going back to Utah in 2024. Talk a little John Deere classic and uh, some other stuff, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Get in the Hole podcast presented by wasted wedge the get in the hole podcast is brought to you by our fantastic merch partners phi apparel company phi apparel co provides designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of the world of golf with their original designs for all there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd rocking your get in the hole podcast official and first edition merch. This is the first time in show history that the Get in the Hole podcast has had merch, so you don't want to miss out. Our listeners can use promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co, code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel. Rock that Get in the Hole podcast merch out in the wild. Send it to us. Tweet at us at getting the whole pod when you're rocking your merch. Big thank you to PHI Apparel Company for being the best merch on the planet. Now, back to the show. It is the Getting the Whole Podcast presented by Wasted Wedge and uh got to talk to you guys about our awesome partners over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They've got the sunglasses for when you're out on the course, out at the beach, just outside in general. Summertime, you got to keep those eyes protected outside and you can Keep them protected inside when you're watching golf, when you're playing PGA Tour 2K on your gaming console of choice with their Blue Light Plus technology as well. They're the best blue light glasses I've ever worn. You're going to sleep better when you're wearing them so you don't have those blue lights coming through your screen and just damaging your eyeballs. Plus, now they have prescription lenses too for anybody that needs prescription blue lights or sunglasses. Uh, The one and only Paige Sporanek is partnered with them, so you may have heard of her. Uh, big-time golf gal. She's partnered with Tomahawk Shades and part of the Tomahawk family. You guys can be too. Go to TomahawkShades.com, and when you go to check out, use promo code USP, and you get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. They're already a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies that are bending you over nail and fist for their eyewear. Tomahawk Shades is doing it. Better product fraction of the price and we're giving you 25% off with promo code USP. They're the best in the game. Go to tomahawkshades.com and they're located right on the island, Ben. They're from Long Island, so they're local. So go support a local business. tomahawkshades.com promo code USP 
for 25% off your order. You just said bending you over. <laughs> like I was, I was kind of listening. I was, I was looking at this this Utah event that we were that we were about to talk about, and I just when you said, I was like, Utah has no idea what getting bent over means. Oh, <laughs> the Mormons are like bent oh, over <laughs> in this economy. Let's talk about it, Ben. The PGA Tour is returning to Utah in 2024 uh, for the first time in quite some time. Um, Steve put in the notes here. Do you think the PGA should diversify their events more like how the LPGA Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour operate and kind of spread the tour around a little bit? It's a lot of events in Florida, a lot of events, uh, you know, in warmer weather areas, you know, we had Detroit this week, but that's a one and done. You don't really see, you know, Pennsylvania or Delaware too much on the schedule more than you would think they would be. Um, but it's a lot of kind of the same three, four states. And then you go to Mexico, you go to some of the, the Caribbean a little bit. But other than that, it's not a lot of diversified area with the PGA Tour. Uh, with Utah coming into the fold next year, do you think this could be a trend or – do you think this is kind of another one-off kind of like Detroit is? Um, it's tough because it, it, a lot of it has to do with contracts. I'm not sure how long these contracts with these courses are going, are, are for for each one of these events. Um, it's interesting because the corn Ferry tour, although yes, it's a, diverse schedule they are probably the worst i've ever seen as far as make as creating a schedule i mean for reference you know what give me a minute i'm just gonna pull up their schedule from this past year the corn fairy tour and yes it is pretty diverse um they play in South America a lot, and they play in the. They always start the year in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, I believe. Um, let's see, Corn Ferry Tour. By the way, speaking of Corn Ferry Tour, Austin Truslow got his first start of the year this past week. My good friend who played in the U.S. Open, who chips one-handed, he made the cut. I believe he finished tied for 48th. So good for you, Austin. I hope we have to. I hope we have you on the pod let's soon. Go. At some point, um, made the cut on the number at six under and then shot another 65 in round three. I believe you shot two under in the final round. Um, good for you, Austin. I'm very That's proud. Massive. He's good for him. I'm proud of him. Um, let's see, full schedule. Okay, look. So they do a lot, actually, their travel schedule is pretty brutal on the Corn Ferry Tour. And they, they always start in the Bahamas, then they go Panama. Bogota, uh, which is Colombia. Then they go Savannah, Chile. So you're going, okay. Um, then Texas, Florida, hometown lenders championship. I believe that that's Alabama. Yeah, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, the Advent Health Championship. It's Kansas City, Missouri. You go Kansas City. Then you go to Tennessee for the Visit Knoxville Open. Then you go to UNC. That's not that bad. Then you go South Carolina, US Open. Then you go to the Wichita Open. Then you go to Oklahoma. 
uh shoot the memorial health championship springfield illinois illinois colorado um back to missouri back to missouri kb do you, I'm, I'm not even gonna read the rest because back to you. illinois yeah okay do you do you get what i'm saying though like that's a pain in the ass yeah that's a lot of bouncing around you're going you're that's go more bouncing than pong on atari exactly yeah literally like you're going oh, we're gonna go from here to there then we're gonna go up here Oh, and then we're going to go back here. Oh, and then we're going to go back back over here in the same, kind of in the same area that we were before. It There's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason. Some of it makes sense geographically, like going from Knoxville to you and to North Carolina. Like some of that makes sense then to South Carolina. I'm all for like diversity within the schedule. That's, I want to make that clear. Traveling is a pain in the butt and it makes it a lot tougher when you're married with kids, which is a, what a lot of these guys are. Or even just married. Or married. Absolutely. So I love to see the tour going back to Utah. Utah, I just saw, saw pictures of the course. Looks unbelievable. It looks gorgeous. But let's just make sure because i feel it's it's interesting the pj tour always does a pretty good job of this they'll have like the fall events which you know they'll start west and they'll kind of just then they'll go to like mississippi and then to the east coast for sea island but then they go from hawaii to california arizona uh i believe then to florida and kind of and then they kind of like work their way up the east coast a little bit like with charlotte um then you have like the travelers and then you kind of go back out to the midwest uh which is what they're doing really for the rest of this year because you have the john deere and the barracuda and all that stuff as long as they just make the travel not brutal like a pain in the ass as long as you're just kind of progressively moving through the, like, you know, through the country, up the coast and then back out, I'm good with that. Ideally me being selfish, I would love for them to add another East coast tournament. Um, because I feel, look, the logistics of having one on long Island is incredibly difficult just because of hotels and transportation. It's, it's a one lane highway the further out you go like in the on the east end i'd love to see them just have one every single year in like jersey you know upper jersey like northern jersey i think that would be sick or go to philadelphia every single year i think that would be sick i'm shocked they don't do philly more they really should um like that's a destination city yeah, I mean, you'd think, especially with all the money that the, that the Northeast has as well, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, perspective. Like, well, spot. who knows, 2025 when Trout's course opens right down the street from me, the, the plan is for them to have the private course there potentially be for PGA events, which would be unbelievable to have that's, that. That's the thing. And, like, the Northeast just doesn't really get that much exposure anymore from the PGA Tour. It really gets its exposure now from one event, which is the Travelers, and then whenever we have a PGA Championship or U.S. Open. That's really it. Or like the Ryder Cup that's coming here uh, to Beth Page. So with all the money and the 
the companies that would be willing to sponsor a PGA Tour event, I just seem like it just doesn't make sense to not have another one up here. You could even go to Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, they used they used to have the Deutsche Bank Championship in Boston. And let me see. Um, let me pull up their schedule now. Like, they're going Iowa, the Barbasol Championship, which I think is in Kentucky. Uh, let's see. The Scottish Open, Barracuda, which is out west. The Open Championship. Minnesota, and then you go to North Carolina, Tennessee, Olympia Fields, which I think is in Chicago, and then back to Georgia. So, because remember, they used to have they used to have the Barclays, and then it was called the Northern Trust, and that was always somewhere that was either in Jersey or on Long Island. Mm-hmm. This was at Liberty National, it was at Glen Oaks, or it was at Beth Page. And then they would always just go right up the road basically to Boston for the Deutsche Bank. And they got rid of those two. I just wish we had one more event. All I'm asking for is two events in the Northeast. I think yes, we will start to see events added, but that also means that there will most likely be events subtracted as well at some point. So we'll see long, long answer. It's a long answer and very, you know, very back and forth, but um, yes, I believe it's a good thing that we're seeing more diversity in their schedule. And And who knows how things change with this, you know, PGA Saudi investment fund, you know, leadership group uh, of board members and, you know, the connections to different golf courses and stuff like that, that we've seen, in America alone with the live tour, like who knows, you know, what courses get added there and in for what events and stuff like that. Well, yeah. And especially if, especially if this live thing, which now I'm not like, now I'm not very confident. I'm not, I don't know. I'm like, so back and forth, like, Oh my gosh, this is going to happen or not? Because I guess Congress wants to investigate the merger now. If that does happen and these courses then have to deal with the PIF and the Saudis, then it becomes even more political than it already is. Like that's, that's insane to think about. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, I do like that they're going to Utah. Um, I've been to Utah before. It's beautiful out there. Um, and obviously, uh, with everything we do with the outside the box podcast, the PLL goes to Utah every year. Um, that's where their bubble championship was held to like their whole bubble tournament was in Utah. So um, it's a great spot for, for sports. And I think, you know, kind of these field sports, like a lacrosse, like golf and everything, it, it's a good destination. and It's a good switch up uh, for the tour to be back out in Utah in 2024. And like you said, you saw pictures of the course and it looks amazing. Um, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like when it gets closer to the event and how pristine it's going to look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, it looks beautiful. The ball is going to be going to flying a country mile out there. I can't wait to see it. I hope it's a, it's, I hope it's a good in-person like spectator yeah. viewing course. So I did see some pictures. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. I hope, I don't know how many people you can fit there. So we'll see for sure. Um, 
wonder how many people the winner of the john deere classic they're gonna fit on their new tractor um we got the john deere this week um which is always fun because you love seeing the picture with the winner and their new john deere tractor um tbc deer run is the course um going down this week what are your thoughts going into uh the john deere classic ben after you know Detroit Golf Club delivered with an unbelievable Rocket Mortgage Classic. How does the John Deere uh, live up to the hype that we had this week and, and carry over, you know, what we talked about all episode, the momentum um, into this week's event? This is one of the most – I actually personally enjoy watching this event. Um, the, the last hole, in my opinion, is one of the more iconic finishing holes in professional golf. It's a slight dogleg, right? You got bunkers off the tee, which are um, very, it's easy to hit into. And I don't know if people remember the Steve Stricker. This was like, Jesus, enough people with the phone. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Steve Stricker in 2011, I believe it was, he hit it in the left fairway bunker and they always put the pin back left. And what makes that so difficult is that there's that, giant pond that's to the left of the green and he basically hit it to like the back right edge of the green he had like one foot in one foot out of the bunker something like that great shot and he ended up making the putt from off the green to win and i believe it was his third win there in a row in three straight calendar years which was steve has good. three tractors yeah three tractors i don't know what i would do with one because i don't know how to operate anything like that trust me i, I just don't um but three i mean god bless you dude like do do whatever you want um and then i believe a couple years later jordan spieth hold out from the bunker and this ball was probably going in the water mind you and bounces up it's the green bounces up hits a stick and then drops in um it's always been one of the more there's always some sort of drama at that event in a good way, whether, you know, with how someone wins, the scores are always low. It's a lush green golf course. I'm really excited. This is actually, people are like, oh, it's the John Deere. The John Deere is one of my favorite events on tour. It really is. It's a really good event. So it's a, it's been a staple on the PJ Tour for years. Yeah, I'm looking now at just like the all-time winners to see you know who's got who's got a good old tractor and everything um <laughs> the it's been the john deere classic since 1999 um so that's a, that's a pretty damn good run for a sponsorship yeah, i'd say absolutely. um can you tell me ben the best score we have ever had at the john deere classic hmm trying to think oh man uh minus 29 pretty damn close michael kim in 2018 was minus 27 okay and won by eight strokes that's insane <laughs> which i believe yeah in the john deere classic era uh that is the most strokes uh for victory margin by anybody that's and it's insane. like not even close the next closest is four uh which was done by vj singh 
back in 2003. Wow. Um, Jordan Spieth and Steve Stricker are the only multi-time winners in the John Deere Classic era. Um, last year's winner, JT Poston, won at minus 21. Like you said, low scores. Like mm-hmm. This could be kind of similar to what we saw this past week. You know, Rock and Mortgage Classic, a three-way playoff at minus 24. Your eventual winner at minus 25. Yeah. Um, do we see... Anybody in Michael Kim 2018 territory at minus 27, or is it going to be kind of close to what we've seen the last three years that we've had this event, excluding 2020 due to the the old COVID-19 pandemic, uh, where Dylan Fratelli in 2019 finished at minus 21, JT Poston also finished at minus 21, and then in 2021, Lucas Glover finished at minus 19. No, I'd say probably stays around there. I mean, that that really just depends on the weather and the conditions. I have no idea what those are going to be. But the PJ Tour generally goes – the way their schedule operates is they usually have their events in places with good weather that time of year, if that makes sense. So I say probably stays around there, probably around minus 21, 22. Sounds about right. And then uh, before it was the John Deere Classic, D.A. Weibring is also a three-time winner at this event in 1979, 1991, and 1995. Wow. So before, he, he didn't win a tractor, but still, three-time winner. Um, is there anybody that you think that is in the field this week that could find success going into this just based on how this course plays and how it kind of matches up with their play style? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I'm actually very interested to see how Adam Hadwin plays. I know we said he did. He lost in the playoff this past week, which it's unfortunate because he was kind of like the forgotten third guy, I feel like, um, in that playoff because it's no disrespect to Adam Hadwin, but it's star, star Adam Hadwin. Who's um, known for getting tackled by a security guard more than yeah, that. that's actually <laughs> oh my God. I forgot that was him. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that was him. That was so funny. Um I'm very interested to see how he plays. He's obviously playing really well, and this is another type of golf course. This is a type of golf course that definitely fits his game for sure. Um I believe he either sh- I think he shot 59 actually at the at the American Express Championship in La Quinta uh, in Palm. Palm Springs, California. Either he he shot fifty nine or he almost shot fifty nine. This is a low scoring event. I think this is he makes a lot of birdies. I think this that's someone to definitely keep an eye on. Obviously, one other person I do want to mention, Cameron Young. Um, I feel like he's going to win this. I, I I feel like within the last we have what ten events left. Yeah, technically nine because two of them gone at the same time. So we'll say nine events left. He's going to win one of these nine events. I truly believe that. I'm not saying he's going to win this week, but he's just such a good overall player. I could totally see him getting a win in one of these last nine. Yeah, I mean, one guy that kind of stands out that has been making his way up the the odds boards the past couple of weeks is somebody Steve and I brought up last week who had a great opening round and then kind of just played par golf the rest of the weekend this past weekend. Ludwig Aberg, 20 years old. He's finding himself in the mix, and I mean, if he can kind of put together 
more consistent rounds like he did in round one of the Rocket Mortgage Classic in an event like this. I think it plays well for somebody of his pedigree where he's at right now of kind of just finding his stroke. And, and if you can play a more diversified full four days, if you make the cut, obviously, I think he's somebody to kind of keep an eye on. Will he win? Probably not. Um, but can he finish top 10? Can he finish top five? I think he can absolutely do that if he's dialed in across the board and not just having that one standout day. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, so moving to our prop bets for the John Deere Classic. It's brought to you by our awesome presenting sponsor, Wasted Wedge. Uh, more shots, more fun, more props, more fun. Go to wastedwedge.com. Check out all the, the merchandise, Wasted Wedges, and their entire lineup that they have to offer. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Wedge. They're going to change the way you enjoy celebrating drinking on and off the course. That's Wasted Wedge uh, on Facebook and Instagram and wastedwedge.com. Uh, looking at some of the tournament props this week, Ben, uh, obviously – I feel like we have to bring this up every week just because, and shout out to Max Homa being for the brand, uh, smacked a nice little hole in one this past weekend. Will we see a hole in one for the brand this week at the John Deere? No, we won't. I don't believe so. Just a gut feeling. It'd be great if we did. Um, yeah. but it is so like, random when they happen and i've I been loved playing, i've been playing golf for 15 years i've only had two just think about that so and i feel like i'm a, I'm a pretty good player so i know those guys in the pj tournament i'm not i don't think we're gonna see one this week especially because we just saw one last week and to put it in perspective from my point of view i've been playing mini golf for like two decades and i've only hit the game winning final free ticket shot and you have to get a hole in one to win it and set off all the alarms and be a look at me guy i've only done that once i hope that you celebrated just like ricky fowler did too just like oh i was stoked i held that game ticket up in the air like i just won the lottery my mom was just fucking cracking up just <laughs> she couldn't stop laughing i was like oh my gosh she thought i was the middle mini golf thing was so funny oh my gosh she loves this is this is a fun prop um happens more often than not but it would be fun to just kind of see one way or the other do we think the winner of the john deere is in the final grouping um oh man that's a tough one you know it makes it really difficult that makes it really hard this court let me put it this way this course makes it really hard for the winner to come from behind that's what she said um because <laughs> because um because the scores are so low and it's such the the course is very soft it's receptive so you have to make a lot of birdies but one can assume the guy who's leading and the guys in the groups behind you are also making a lot of birdies. It's definitely possible. I would say it's probably 50, 50. Um, it would have, you'd have to be like one of the last three groups though. It would have to be one of the last three groups for sure. 
Uh, and then just kind of looking at some of the lines here. I have a fun couple golfer parlays here for you, Ben. Um, these are for top five finishes. I'll give you the uh, the top three uh, mixes. Actually, I'll give you the top five mixes here because they're all kind of fun. So the first one, these are all for the, both of these guys to finish top five. Uh, Denny McCarthy and Russell Henley. Cameron Young and Denny McCarthy. Cameron Young and Russell Henley. Cameron Young and Ludwig Aberg. And then Denny McCarthy and Ludwig Aberg. Which one of those pairings to finish top five do you think is most likely to happen? Oh, man. Cameron Young and Denny McCarthy. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Cameron Young's definitely very high on my list. And I know he and Denny McCarthy, according to MGM, I believe. I don't even know if I, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, no free ads, but shout out MGM. Shout out MGM, no free ads. Um, yeah, they're they're based they're two of the top three guys as far as odds go. Mm-hmm. So, kind of makes the most personally that makes a lot of sense. I know Russell Henley has, is tied for the best odds with Denny McCarthy, but um, Cameron Young is. I believe more of an explosive player when it comes to making birdies and bunches and stuff than Russell maybe is. So that's why I would go with um, Cameron over Russell. And you can get that Cameron Young, Denny McCarthy top five parlay for plus 2,200 on a certain green sports book. So absolutely. I don't hate those odds whatsoever. Um, So big fan of those. And then let me see if I have anything else in here. Oh, let's go. Uh, let's look at the winner margin prop here. Um, how, how many strokes do you think the winner is going to uh, come away victorious by? Oof, uh, two or three. Mother, can you please shut up the music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Trying to work over here. Um, <laughs> that has been the case the last three times this tournament's happened. It's been uh, two strokes, two strokes, and then last year it was three. Yeah, I'd say two. I'll go with two. And then what if you want to remove the the Michael Kim outlier year, 2017, Bryson won by one stroke. Ryan Moore in 2016 won by two strokes. 2015, Jordan Spieth won in the playoff. And then 2014, wow. Brian Harmon won by one stroke. So... I think anywhere in that one to three stroke territory could be uh, the play there. Um, so that's something to, to definitely take a look at. And then um, let's get to everyone's favorite segments. Beer Money Time presented by Kenwood Beer. The all new rebranded Kenny's. They now have gold tops. Awesome new looking can. Uh and Kenwood beer, it's smooth, it's clean, and bright with taste to boot. Kenny's the routine choice of folks who want a balanced, flavorful, no-frills beer that's right for any occasion. Some call it the best light beer they've ever had. Kenny just says, you can't beat the original. It's 4.1% ABV, 120 calories, just 8 grams of carbs now with the new Kenny recipe. So knocking the carbs down. You can go to KenwoodBeer.com. 
check out the all new and improved Kenny tracker to see what's got Kenwood beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You can buy Kenwood beer at your local Philadelphia area liquor store and check out the new Kenny merch shop. They've got the Kenny golf club shirts, Ben. Did I show you this shirt? No, I'm still waiting on my shirts from you, actually. I am going to show you this bad boy, and I, I got to get you one of these because. So it's got the, the new Kenny logo on the front there. Ooh. Nice looking logo. And then on the back, you're really showing off for the Kenwood Golf League. <laughs> That's awesome. It's I beautiful love that. stuff. It's beautiful stuff. You can get your own at KenwoodBeard.com. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. Ben, let's talk. Uh, you know, talk some beer money. Who's gonna make and who's gonna miss the cut this week at the John Deere? Okay, I'm gonna go with someone who hasn't really been mentioned, maybe ever on this show. I'm not sure. I'm going to go with Jonathan Bird to make the cut. Um, I don't know if he's ever won this event. I think actually, I think he might have maybe at some point. Um, One of my favorite players of all time. He used to work with my swing coach. So I have a little bit of a soft spot for Jonathan. And then to miss the cut. um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprising one. I'm going to say Matt Kuchar to miss the cut. I like it. I like it. Uh, To make the cut, I I traditionally just go with uh, great names when it comes to these ones. I know. And this one is just a a very cool-looking name. So to make the cut, uh, he's plus 7,000, too, to be top 40. Jonas Blixt. Oh, man, yeah. Jonas Blixt will make the cut this week and then to miss the cut in uh in on brand fashion since he ghosted us way back in the day uh I have to say to miss the cut will be the one and only the infamous Marcus Bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's right. I remember him. Yeah. Ghosted the pod, was supposed to be a guest, and never showed, and then we never heard from him again. Happy to see he's still, you know, kicking. But, buddy, <laughs> you're going to miss the cut this week. I hate to break it to you. Oh, man. Uh, so we move from make and miss the cut to our top 20, Ben. Who do you have uh, top 20 this week at the John Deere? Okay, top 20. I'm going to go with Kevin Streelman. He's been a mainstay in the PJ Tour for a long time. Again, I you have see so you have a sucker for for names. I have a sucker for beautiful golf swings, and that's what Kevin Streelman has. Kevin Streelman top 20. I am going to rock with uh once again, name, but he's been playing relatively well this year. Uh, at plus 320 to finish top 20, Gordon Sargent uh, at top 20. I, I like those odds a lot. He's been playing pretty well this year, uh, so top 20 I think is in his uh, future this week at the John Deere. Top 10, who do you got, Ben? Top 10, I'm going to go with someone who definitely has had some definitely has had some low rounds this year. He's been a mainstay in the PJ Tour since making his rookie season debut. 
I'm going to go, and someone, by the way, who went to Stetson University, Stetson University, which is in Central Florida, used to practice at the same course that I practice at in Florida. Sam Ryder, top 10, definitely knows how to shoot low scores. He was fantastic in the really year and a half that he spent on the web.com tour. Back then, I believe it was the web.com tour. Uh, knows how to make a lot of birdies. It's the type of golfer, so you have to make a lot of birdies. Sam Ryder, top 10. My top 10 pick, I am going to go with last year's winner at plus 400, JT Poston, to finish top 10. It's obviously hard to uh, to win multiple times at this event. It's even harder to win back-to-back, -back. Uh, but I think a top 10 finish at plus 400. He knows the course. He knows how to play this one, uh, so I'm going to go JT Poston at my top 10. We got I, top five, Ben. I don't mean to be that guy, but I think it's JT Poston. Poston, Poston. You let us know in the YouTube comment section with the actual phonetic spelling. I want the phonetic vowels in the YouTube comment section. Damn, I didn't even know that's what that was called. Okay, top five. <laughs> I didn't pay attention very much in school, uh, as, as you can tell. Uh, top five, I'm going to go with Cameron Young. Uh, I was talking him up earlier in, the, uh, earlier in this episode. Guy in a, very explosive, knows how to make a lot of birdies in a pretty short amount of time. Cameron Young, top five. I am going to go with a guy that I was talking up a little bit at plus 550. Give me old Ludwig. I think he's going to figure it out, and he's going to have himself a nice little weekend at the John Deere. Uh, and then, Ben, what's your gimme pick of the week? All right, my gimme pick. Oh, man. Um, it's really, I hate to say it, one of the more uninspiring fields, um, even though it's always one of the more entertaining events. Give me pick. Give me Zach Johnson to finish top 40. He's won this event before. He's, I believe, he's from Iowa. So it's his hometown event. Again, great swing. Works with my swing coach. Zach Johnson, top 40. My gimme pick is going to be uh, Sepp Straka top 30 at plus 140. I think that's feasible for him. I think it's uh, a nice little, you know, coin toss type of thing, but I think he's got the, the game to uh, go and finish top 30 and give you positive odds there. Ben, who's your winner this week? Who's taking home the old tractor at the John Deere Classic? Okay, well, I'm going to go with Denny McCarthy. Again, no free ads, but according to BetMGM, uh, he has, he's tied first for the best odds to win this week at 1,400 out of Russell Henley. But I do give him the nod because I believe Russell at times can stall on the course as far as making birdies, and he can kind of slow down, whereas I don't really see that as much with Denny. So I'm going to go with Denny McCarthy to win. I am going to go with uh, the guy you were pumping the tires of at plus 1,800 right behind Russell and Denny. I'm going to go with Cameron Young okay. to uh, to take home the tractor this week at plus 1,800. And then if you use a certain green sports book, just like I did last week on Ricky, you can get uh, a plus 300 additional uh, boost onto your winner odds for the John Deere Classic. So you could get Cameron Young at plus 2,100 to win uh, the tractor this week uh, if you so choose so you've got uh, 
Denny McCarthy. I've got Cameron Young. I think both of them are fantastic. I might just take the Denny Cameron Young parlay for top five and walk away with a nice little chunk of change because I think that's extremely feasible this week oh, as well. Um, drop your beer money picks in the YouTube comments section as well. YouTube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. Uh, ben, final thoughts before we head up on out of here into another week of golf. The only thoughts I have, I'm, I'm so happy. Steven didn't call in <laughs> being completely wasted and belligerent. Based on how I'm scarred for life after going to that baseball game with him. I mean, he was he didn't have, he didn't have a sip of alcohol and he was just going insane. So I'm so happy he didn't call in and just completely embarrass you and I on the podcast. It's a valid point. That's, uh, that's my, I don't know. That those are my final thoughts. What are yours? My final thoughts are obviously subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 600 subscribers before the end of July. We're at 516 right now, so go subscribe. That's where you get full video episodes of this podcast and every podcast on our network. Uh, all on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. And again, the whole TikTok is alive and well. We brought it back from the dead. We are officially back on TikTok. Go follow us there at Getting the Whole Pod. Uh, we're gonna be posting a bunch of bunch of clips, whole lot of good stuff uh, over on the TikTok. So go follow us there at Getting the Whole Pod. And um, let's let's once again shout out to Ricky. Shout team, out to Team Ricky. Ricky for life. I I very I was very very close to changing the entire aesthetic of the pod this week to all orange. Ooh, you should have. That we we might release exclusive orange colored merch. You know what? How about this? If Ricky ever wins a major, that next week the whole the whole state, everything's orange. Everything's orange. Everything is Oklahoma State orange. Everything. Like, okay. Easy. I think that that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, don't uh for those of you out there. Definitely. Well, I don't even know like what people post on TikTok anymore. Like, I feel I'm like brand new to it, and it's it's a wild, wild world. I thought it was so stupid. I ended up deleting it from my phone. So, whatever, like those stupid trends that you guys see happening, don't expect that from us. You guys are gonna get fantastic. Well, you might expect it from Steven, especially if he's drunk. Please, don't, <laughs> please don't give him access to it. I'm begging you. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! You should have. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, please. If don't you see it. Steve hitting the gritty on our TikTok, it wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting the sickest Fortnite gritty right now. That's gonna be Steve. Uh, that's all we got for you guys on this edition of the Get in the Hole podcast, presented by Wasted Wedge. Shout out to Ricky. We are hashtag team Ricky. We're working on some uh, Ricky. Don't listen to this. We're working on Ricky merch. Uh, PHI apparel .co, code underground 10% off. We'll send you one for free though, Ricky. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes oh, peeled Come on the pod, Ricky. Yes. Come on the pod. Let's make this happen. We're, we're hashtag Ricky boys. Before we go, I have, my family is so interesting. My brother, 
open the sliding glass doors to see the fireworks and literally only stuck his head outside the door. Like he opened them and his head was just the most cartoon character thing ever. And my mom got so excited. You can barely even see them through the trees. It's a simple life. He took peeking. He took peeking your head out quite literally. He's an interesting animal. (laughs) (laughs) There it is, folks. Steve should be back next week as uh, he gets set for his Barbie and Oppenheimer two doche uh, in a couple of weeks. But he'll be back. We'll be talking about who wins the tractor. And then we are headed to after the John Deere Classic. I want to pull this up because Steve, we're going across the pond. It's Scottish Open. So there Bingo. it is. Keep it locked and loaded to the Get in the Whole podcast for all your golf uh, conversations, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Get in the Hole, the official golf podcast of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Catch us every week wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and be sure to like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Get in the Hole Pod, and follow Underground Sports Philadelphia at Underground PHI. We'll see you next time, and remember, Get in the Hole!